Hello, everyone, and welcome to Beyond Sunday at Bethlehem, a podcast created to go beyond the Sunday service experience at Bethlehem Church, exploring some of the deeper questions of our faith and offering additional content from behind the scenes from the cutting room floor. I'm Angela Buckland, and I'm beyond excited to host today's episode. With me today are some very special guests, Pastor Jason Britt. Glad to be here. Rebecca Crow. Hello. And Ken Miller. How you guys doing? We're great. It's great to have you all here. Yeah, it's going to be great. Um, I think this is a season, obviously, that the word unprecedented has been used a billion times, so I'm not going to use it unprecedented. <laughs> but obviously, we were already in a state with the pace of life, with the digital way of life, with the family dynamics and dysfunction of our culture, that there have been a lot of things that had amplified the last 10 years of the conversation around emotional health. Mm-hmm. I think that's fair. You guys mm-hmm. obviously live in that, but now it's really a conversation that's been brought to the whole population, if you will. Not saying, but but that's where it may be in taboo 10 years ago, if you will, to, not, to, to talk about people now uh, have taken depression, anxiety, whatever as a label. So I think in this, this conversation is important because we want to talk about the emotional health aspect mm-hmm. of walking through this pandemic, not only in this, but post this. And so let me just begin and give you guys the floor because Bethlehem's here for me enough. Have you seen this pandemic season affect the majority of people positively or negatively when you look in this season across the board and even in your own personal dealings and your own practice have you seen this season is positive or negative which i imagine there's a little bit of both but really hop into what you're seeing in this yes so for me i think that it's overwhelmingly negative sure um and that's unfortunate. I do have some uh, do have some signs that I've seen from people, and just you know, looking at things in the world, that there are some positive things going on. So people are being more introspective, sure. and they've got more time to look at themselves. Um, so there's some people that you know they've they've gained the COVID nineteen, you know, if, if you will. Yeah. And there's some others. You know, I, I could be may or may not be one of those, but um, there's, a, there's some others that have really taken the time that they have to, to become more productive, right? Uh, to adjust their lifestyle in a positive way. But I think um, what's really happened is it's so wildly disrupted our norm mm-hmm. that uh, that it just has affected everybody and that has been a it's been an overwhelmingly negative thing is sure. what i think it is sure and talk about that rebecca um well i have i for me i've seen both i've seen in the beginning um it was just the not knowing it was the unknown mm. and there's so much fear in the unknown yes. yes and so i think um a lot of anxiety in the beginning but then really people started, my clients at least, like that I was meeting with regularly, started adjusting. And it's still, they're still in a weird place, but mm-hmm. they've accepted it. Um, however, you know, and I do think the human spirit is so resilient and we, we find hope and peace um, and we, we really um, find those anchor points. But I, I have seen some of the college students, age students um, who their college 
like I had one client yesterday. She she goes to college in Alabama and she's in theater and all of her productions were canceled. And mm. I mean, just everything that just mm-hmm. it shut down immediately. Mm-hmm. And so no closure. And so she's been really, really struggling. So I've had a few. I mean, I've seen both, really. I've had sure. a few. But um, for the most part, I've seen a lot of people respond after the initial like oh my goodness what's going mm-hmm. on like they've they've really adapted well it's good introspective family and again i like that word the, the human spirit has a way of being resilient mm-hmm. has a way of being resilient and so again, something else angela yeah we're um so we're talking about managing our emotional and mental health mm-hmm. during a pandemic and like pastor jason said a lot of this is so unprecedented but what are some of the tips and some good advice or best advice that you have for us for coping with stress during this pandemic season? Sure. Um, so I would say first, I have several, I would say first, acknowledge your negative feelings, mm. right? We want to just suppress them or deny them, but acknowledge them because they're there. And um, whether it's anxiety or fear, guilt, shame, whatever it is, acknowledge that and express them you can express it in a journal. I mean, I think journal writing is a great habit to start incorporating in your life if you don't already do it, but also expressing them to your spouse, to a trusted friend, a pastor, or a counselor. And, you know, I was going to talk about telehealth a little bit during this because a lot of people mm. can't get to the counselor. Right. Um, mm. But you, there's like, I don't know, maybe a few counselors out there that aren't doing telehealth, but so many are. And I mean, just get them out. They have your, your emotions have to be processed and in order for you to heal. And the quicker that you process them, the quicker you heal as well. That's good. So, um, that's so important, but just because I was thinking like we, we talked, we've talked before about how our emotions, you know, when you don't acknowledge them, um, that's, uh, we think that that's not holy or that's not, Mm -hmm. you know, that's not what Christians should do. So, oh my gosh. And, and just this morning, um, what through this quarantine, I've been doing the armor of God Bible study Mm -hmm. by Priscilla Shire and, um, it, the one is the shoes of the gospel of peace. And that one, um, talked about, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and petition with Thanksgiving, make your request known to God in Philippians four. And I've really honed in on, we are supposed to give our requests to God, express them, express Mm -hmm. them, get them out. And that half of the, Mm -hmm. a lot of that is our Mm -hmm. feelings, right? Like we're supposed to express that. And then with Thanksgiving, leave it with him, surrender it, and then focus on him instead of our surroundings. So when you said that, I mean, I think Paul, like we talked about before, was the first Neuro, sure. <laughs> Neuroscientist, he knew it, he knew it and he was right. telling yeah. us to yeah. express it and get exactly. it out. Yes. So, um, yes, Angela. Yeah. How about you, Ken? Tips, you thoughts? Know, I really, I really like what Rebecca said about resilience. That's just been something that's going through my mind through this whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the whole thing about how are we going to survive COVID? Mm-hmm. You know, that was kind of like you yes. said. That that was the initial thing. How are we going to yes. survive this? And as I begin to live through this, I'm thinking wait a minute, this isn't going to stop right now. It's mm-hmm. not just going to stop next Monday. Um, I've got to learn how to be resilient through this. And so I, I, I began to really ponder that actually a couple of weeks ago and just looking through Scripture and looking through the knowledge that I've been given, you know, as a psychotherapist. And so I came up with some things. And, and the first one was um, that if we really want to, if we really want to do something well, if we want to be resilient, we have to 
contribute with what we have. We think about, oh, I want to go into a defensive position. Mm-hmm. But what if we contributed what we actually had, what we bring to the table? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think through this, you know, the, the Sermon on the Mount, to me, is probably an insight as to how we can be resilient. Because he said, look, life isn't based on things that are happening around. It's based on some principles, right? Mm-hmm. So he starts out with the Beatitudes. And he says, okay, well, then relationships are important. Mm-hmm. Um, relationships are important. He deals with anxiety. Who of all people, Jesus deals with anxiety in the Sermon on the Mount. We sure. don't really think about it that much. Right. Right. Um, so there's that. So um, I think that if we contribute, I think that we have to deal with reality. So that's part of Matthew chapter 6. Sure. What's reality? Not, not, not the what-ifs. Because mm-hmm. if we ruminate and go down that path, man, we will absolutely wreck ourselves. Yeah. Right. So Jesus said, hey, you don't have to worry about tomorrow because tomorrow has enough trouble of its own, right? And for me, that's mindfulness. And not so much in a Buddhist sense, but mm-hmm. Jesus had mindfulness going on for him. Being present in the moment. Yeah, being present in the moment. And that's so... Uh, that's really the most important thing we can do instead of what, you know, for me, I'm a huge baseball fan. Well, when are the Braves coming back? When am I going to be able to go to concerts? When am I going to, what about this and what about this? And I finally go, wait a minute, what's happening right here? What's what's the truth about right now? Um, The other thing about um, the Sermon on the Mount that that spoke to me about resilience was, hey, forgive. Um, Because when you're you're in a group of people all the time in a small space— I know, Angela, you got like what? Four kids. Four kids, <laughs> mm-hmm. and you and Ren. So you've got all these people in a house. You got to learn how to forgive, and yes. and so for me, that was even even though it's just my wife and I. For me, forgiveness is such a huge thing, mm-hmm. and so. I know that it may seem like I'm trying to kind of stiff arm the COVID-19 thing, but if we really want to be resilient, then we say, let's let's think about some things that I can do all the time. The other part of it is it goes to Paul and, okay, let me just go ahead and, and gain control of my thoughts and behavior, right? Mm-hmm. right? So he says, take every thought captive. We've talked mm-hmm. about that. Yes. But then behavior, he says, one of the most powerful things that really has kind of exploded for me in, in a spiritual sense was, hey, you have the choice to either put on or put off what's good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I really want to work hard at putting on sure. what's good. That's good. And I want to put off what's not so good. That's good. Mm-hmm. That's okay. good. And I think it's the uh, what if scenarios I've talked about on Sundays. One of the things, and Ann Voskamp writes about it a good bit. She talks mm. about the thing she had to find was the, the the what if is the future and the uncertainty. God's not in the what ifs. Exactly. God's in the here and the now. Absolutely. Now, God's in the real future, but not in our perceived future. Mm-hmm. You know, and mm-hmm. so I think that a lot of times we go to thoughts where God doesn't exist because it's all made up in our mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it's been helpful being mindfulness. Rebecca, you know, because... And you guys see this, the anxiety or worry or an enhanced season of uncertainty, mm-hmm. emotions feel different. What do you think warning signs to look that you need outside help or that what we're talking about here, there's coping mechanisms personally? Is there dividing lines there, you think? Yeah, absolutely. I do think when, um, obviously, this took us so by surprise, um, it disrupted our lives. And so I think our go-to, absolutely, we're human. We're going to feel fear. We're going to feel 
feel anxiety. All of that I think is normal. Um, we can feel we can feel lonely. We can feel oh my goodness what's going to happen. Go like the worst case scenario how our mind works um, if our mind works that way. But I think just a, a few things that I thought of um, warning signs for that you may need additional mm-hmm. help or professional help. <clears throat> One of the first things I learned in graduate school to assess for is sleep. Um, if you're sleeping too much or not enough, insomnia is a huge indicator. Mm-hmm. Something is going on. Mm-hmm. And I'm not talking about a night here and there, even though that's not pleasant <laughs> and um, that doesn't feel good. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about consistent days of insomnia where you are not being able to sleep. I mean, that's really harmful. Mm-hmm. That will take you to a bad place Dark very yeah. quickly. Yeah. Um, some other ones are, you know, alcohol consumption is up by 55% mm-hmm. now than it was a year ago at this time. Um, if you're drinking excessively, even a little bit of alcohol, people don't realize this, actually makes you anxious in the long term. Yes. It, mm-hmm. Immediately it takes the edge off, but then right. it suppresses GABA, which is a, a neurotransmitter in our brain, and that helps us fight anxiety. And so we can feel the effects of just a little bit of alcohol for days on end. Mm-hmm. So um, And it also disrupts sleep. And it disrupts people sleep. People think that it you know, exactly. takes the edge off. Or helps you sleep, it puts but, you it actually, sleep, but it'll but then wake you up. It'll wake yeah. you up. Exactly, exactly. So if you find that you're engaging in excessive drinking, any drug use, abuse of like maybe you're on prescription medications and you've ta- you've been taking more, I think that's a sign to get help. Um, if you've had low mood for most of the day, crying spells for most of the day, every day for two weeks or beyond. I mean, like I said, it's a little bit of this is normal. Sure. It's when right. it goes consistently every day for two or more weeks, then you, you should probably... Um, seek outside help. Mm-hmm. Of course, feelings of worthlessness, hopelessness that lasts for a while. Suicidal ideation sure. is sure. the big one. Thoughts sure. of suicide. Yeah. Please sure. seek outside professional help. That's, That's good. good. That's good. Well, so we all have um, we have children. Some of them are grown. Some of them are living uh, at home with us in, in quarantine. Um, so what would you say are some ways that we can help our children cope during this time? Yeah, so for me, it goes back to um, it goes back to scripture. It goes back to good science. So one of the one of the most important things we know about raising healthy kids mm-hmm. is that you give them a sense of safety. Mm-hmm. Do they feel safe? Mm-hmm. And so the most important thing you can do as a parent in this time is to go, hey, you're safe. Let mm-hmm. them know mm-hmm. unequivocally that they are absolutely safe in their home. That the world's safe. Um, and, and part of that is, is you keeping the world off of them. Yeah. That's one of your jobs mm-hmm. to keep them away from the 24-hour news cycle and yeah. social media and, and watching that in a healthy way for them because that's just that's our job as parents. Mm-hmm. Is we're there to be gatekeepers for information. And we allow them to have certain information beginning on what, you know, be, depending on what developmental stage you're in. So safety and then also structure. Mm-hmm. And you're thinking, wait a minute, uh, I've, I've got in my house, you know, 24 hours a day now. Um, I just found for me personally, so this is kind of a little bit of a back way of going about it. So my kids are going to see life through my filter. Mm-hmm. They're going to look at me. I'm going to model that. Yes. So if I'm structured and I, I have a sense about me that says this isn't consuming me, but mm-hmm. I'm actually managing my life in the midst of it, they're going to see that. They're going to know that. Mm-hmm. They're going to actually begin to pick up on that. Yep. So Absolutely. if I can model for myself structure, so I made it a point when, when you know my boss gave me a call and says, hey, you're not coming to the office, I'm like, great. Um, I can either choose, I can either put on 
PJs or I can take off PJs. Sure. <laughs> this isn't just about sin. This yeah. is about simple everyday kind of stuff. Yeah. Right. So I can either choose to mm-hmm. stay in my PJs. And for me, that is that is like, that's the worst thing that can happen to yeah. me mentally. Sure. So, so I just say, I get up. I have a routine. I get up a certain time of the day. I have my breakfast. I never stop doing that. Now, have I, have I failed in that? Yes. Sure. Yeah. Sure. So I'm not a hundred percent all the time. There's been there's been a couple of I've had my COVID days, right? Sure, I guess we sure. all have. Yes. Um, but but for me it was a, a a good sense of structure. The other part of that is I will just take a little bit. Go. What I model is what they begin to take on, mm-hmm. because they're looking for me. They're looking for sure. my anxiety. They're looking for my depression. They're looking yeah. for my things that aren't quite so healthy. So what I want to do, and you know, Jason, you've heard me talk about this a whole lot. It's just kind of one of those things about just. It's a core belief. I have to have a good emotional thermostat. Mm-hmm. And so I have to be able to manage myself yeah, because sure. my kids are learning how to manage sure. their life based on what they see from me. So a good emotional thermostat, and then I go back to staying in the present. You know, mm-hmm. well, what if we don't get to go back to school? Well, what if, hey, what about right now? How are you doing right now? What's the truth about right now? Yep. We're safe, things like that. Those are, that's, I could go on, but I think that's a, a good thing to start with. Well, yeah. We always say, yes. like in parenting, we say that it's it's more caught than taught. Yeah, yeah. So that's no, exactly true. what you're talking about. And Rebecca, yes. you've got a senior in all this. Yes, so, you I know, do. It's, it's oh, a good perspective from you and Shane. Yes, so it um she's she's been quite resilient. She's had her moments though. Sure. And um you know, she talked a lot about when prom was going to happen, and of course that was canceled. She These were supposed to be, the last couple months of her senior yeah. year were yeah. to be the best, yeah. you know, right. the best mm-hmm. part of the year. And like all of those mm-hmm. things, the senior walk, and um, were taken from her. So she's had periods during the day, but I, and you know, sometimes it's all day. Um, I've tried to really just speak into her um, a lot of wisdom and scripture, and um, I like that, and, and letting her come to me. I think, listen, when this happens, it's not a one-time conversation with our kids. Right. Mm-hmm. I think we have to have an ongoing conversation. Mm-hmm. And like Ken said, and I concur with everything you said, and I had a lot of that. Um, we, kids want to know, am I safe? Are my caretakers safe? And how is this going to affect like my daily life? And so you talk to them about that, but you... It's not, like I said, a one-time conversation. So I would just speak into my kids. How are you feeling about this? Um with Kaylee, you know, how has your life been disrupted? Just trying to talk to her, but then also really like giving her, um, helping her find connection. That was like a big word for me today because connection, we all need connection, right? And first connecting to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, first thing in the morning, um, is the, to me, the most important, but then finding, helping our kids find connection with, um, their friends. Kaylee obviously is older. She's been able to go with her friends a little bit more. We did Mm -hmm. have her quarantine for like a couple weeks where she couldn't go anywhere. Um, but, but my son Brayson, who's nine, um, it's been a little bit different for him. He hasn't gone anywhere. Mm. So I, I think like playing games with him, listen, I think, I mean, I think so many things. Can I just say this? (laughs) But I think God allowed this to happen for a reason. And we probably have all felt this, but my goodness, I like you had preached one sermon um, in the series about you want to be different on the other side of it. Yes. You don't want yes. to be the same. And my goodness, I want to steward this time well. Sure. And I want to say, God, what are you doing in this where I can, you know, where I can change? What are you doing in my family where we can be different on the other side of yeah. this? So it's sort right. of reflecting that. 
but also just helping her find the connection, helping Brayson find the connection, knowing that God has a greater good for all of this. And my attitude can stink during it, but it's not going to hurry it up at all. It's really my attitude in the wilderness that really affects everything else. And I think just modeling, like Ken said, modeling for both of them, like God is in this, God is in this, having family game times, um, taking walks, getting outside, getting our vitamin C. The number one parenting challenge is not enough time and busyness. Well, we have it now. Sure. We have it. Yeah. I want to be into my kids and, and you know my husband. I want to be on the floor playing games with them, um, and they see me doing that. And so that's one thing of how I'm connecting with the kids that helps them. But I also think helping our kids find connection. Brayson had a friend who was really struggling, and they, his mom set up a Zoom call. So every Friday they have a Zoom call. Wow. So you can that's do awesome. little things like yeah. that for your kids where it's, no, is it the same? is touching, but at least it's face-to-face. And it's intentional. It's intentional, yes. And put it on the, that's the other thing, like put it on the calendar and let it be a Mm non-negotiable, just like date night. Nothing disrupts that. And so, um, you know, I think that's helped meditating, going back to like Christian mindfulness. You know, we we don't have to let the Buddhists get that. Like Christ talked about, you know, um, meditating or in Psalms, David meditating on God's law day and night. Mm -hmm. I mean, Mm -hmm. it is just when I think meditation is so important, prayer to help us, um, to help our kids and really model that for our kids. Um, there's so many more, but I may be talking a lot. (laughs) Well, so any last minute thoughts that you both have about combating loneliness during this time? Uh, we've all been quarantining, some of us quarantining with family, some of us alone, uh, just some last minute thoughts that you have for those of us that are battling loneliness. Yeah. It goes back for me in making a choice not to be isolated. Mm -hmm. So you are isolated because, you know, maybe you're single. Um, Humans aren't designed to be isolated. We're just not. We were created out of relationship. You know, the the Trinity is the one that that created us, you know. So we were created in and out of relationship. And it's not good for a man to be alone. So it's Mm -hmm. not good for a woman to be alone. So it's not good for humans to be alone. Right. And so what do we do about that? Well, for me, I mean, one of the most encouraging things from our our, our household really likes animals. And so like we saw where, you know, pet adoption is up like crazy. So I would say that if you're isolated and you're really lonely, go adopt a pet. They're free right now. What's a, (laughs) what a deal. Plus it's, it's, there's so much in the literature that animals do so much good for us emotionally. Why in the world do we have Mm -hmm. therapy dogs? Mm -hmm. So adopt a pet, um, get outside and go for a walk. It's something easy. Go find a neighbor that you haven't talked to. Just go talk to strangers for Pete's Mm -hmm. sake. Mm -hmm. Um, I think those are some really important things just to make a choice to do something different that doesn't keep you in isolation. Yeah, it was funny. We've got to know our neighborhood better the last two months. Right? Yes. Because, you know, we all had our little lot and we talked to each other, but not spent long Mm -hmm. times. Nan and I both laughed about that, that this has kind of pushed us uh, in a good way to get to know more. Rebecca? Um, Yes, I concur with Ken. And I was, I, also want to say just adjusting our mindset and expectations about this period Mm. and loneliness. Listen, we all have feelings of loneliness. and There's a lot of shame though that's wrapped up in loneliness for some reason. And I don't know why, um, but I'm like to say that to deny you're lonely is to deny that you've been hungry. I mean, we all face loneliness, right? Mm -hmm. And that's why social connection is such a big deal. And um, doing like some research on this 
Brene Brown, um, who I know you love, Angela, but she had talked about a study. She had cited a study where um, living with obesity, your chances of dying early are 20%, excessive drinking, 30%. Living with loneliness, your chances of dying early go up to 45%. So, I mean, it is crucial. It is as crucial for us as like food and water. Mm -hmm. So again, um, I... I love what you said going back to like taking a walk and talking to your neighbors, ha- scheduling like for ladies, single moms, scheduling um, prayer times with people in your church or your small groups. And it, you don't have to join a lot of different groups, but right. join, it's the quality wa- rather than the quantity that matters, that really matters. So it's it's just getting maybe with a few girlfriends mm-hmm. and having prayer time Wednesday at 9 a.m., something like that. So sure. if you can't get out, um, so, I, and I just think, um, again, routine is so important. Just backing that up. Routine, like when you said PJs, I was like, oh my gosh, that's one thing I'm telling my clients. Practice good hygiene because our go-to is when we feel down, we don't want to get out of mm-hmm. our PJs. Right. We don't want to brush our teeth, but that actually increases our anxiety and depression. Yeah. If you can just, even though you might not be going to the office, get up and act like you are. Mm-hmm. Shower, brush your teeth, get ready like you yeah. are. That helps. Um, set small goals for yourself every day. It doesn't have to be huge, but clean out underneath that kitchen counter. That establishes a sense of um, accomplishment. accomplishment, productivity, and you just feel better at the end of the right. day. Yeah, I did something today. Yes, yeah, yeah. yes. I think uh, one of the things that in loneliness you said yes. and feelings, you talked about it first, Ken, as we close up. This has just been a hard season. And so I think for me, there's a whole book in the Bible called Lamentations about mm. lamenting and grieving. Yeah. And so I think kind of what you said, just being able to go, not dwell on, but to feel your feelings and to go, no, it has been lonely. Mm-hmm. Uh, it took me, my wife finally was like, post-Easter, she started going, the, I've grieved not having live audience. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just been, there's mm-hmm. just a, that was like, I couldn't knock the funk off. For you, you kind of adrenaline up for five or six weeks. And there was just a season of grieving of going, I'm thankful for all the good, the family. Mm-hmm. I'm thankful for the way the church has had opportunities to minister, but it's not fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. I don't care what we all try to make digital. Aren't we so thankful? Acts 2 never envisioned me talking to a camera, you sure. know, right. with an empty room or us doing church in our PJs on the couch. Yeah. Yeah. We're grateful, but it's not the same. Right. Yeah. And so I think that's been an important thing. You guys have been incredibly helpful in this. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure we will bring you back in at some point to continue in this conversation. But Bethlehem Church, be encouraged. Thank you guys for joining with us in this Beyond Sunday. And Angela, you want to finish us up? I look forward to more episodes coming soon. I think we, uh, yeah, we need to have y'all back on uh, at another time. So thank you. Thank you for listening. And thank you both for being here with us today. Thank you. Our pleasure. Thanks, guys. See you next time.